Pirate Talk Radio is sponsored by you, the listener. If you would like to support this broadcast, please go over to patreon.com slash TV. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pirate Talk Radio. And this one is going to be, uh, well, I've kind of put off making this particular podcast because it's, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sad. Um... I've been talking to some of my friends who play Sea of Thieves. If you follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TV, you'll notice I haven't been playing Sea of Thieves. Uh, I haven't been streaming it. Um, and that's a lot for me to say, considering at the beginning of of the spring of 2020, so earlier this year, I was eating, sleeping, breathing, trying to figure out how to get out of work early, trying to get home, trying to wake up early, trying to do whatever I could, lack of sleep, whatever it is, just to get on the seas and play more. And as the year has gone on and we've gotten more and more updates and and things like that, I have no will to play. And to be completely honest with you, that's a lot of players. That is a lot of players. Now, a few um a few episodes ago, I talked about this concept of an end game or there's not something there for veteran players and I talked about making your own story. I talked about going out and playing the game the way you wanted to, to develop a story and, and have a good time playing the seas the way you want to. Um, and that's still the case. It is an open box, you know, sandbox, whatever you want to call it, open world adventure game. And it's a hundred percent up to you to make out whatever you do uh, in the game. If you go to Twitter and search tag hashtags, see a thieves, Lots of people are loving the game. You've got beautiful pictures. You've got awesome videos. You've got friends playing together. You've got people meeting the love of their life in the game and, and having nice moments together and goofy moments together and, and everything like that on the seas. There are definitely players out there who are doing exactly what I said and making their own story, making their own adventure. Um, if you've watched my Sea of Thieves content, you'll know that a good buddy of mine, Kubatai, is someone I sail with a lot, and he just unlocked um, the the vault sails, uh, which props to him. I'm not even close to that, and he's helped me out uh, immensely on that um, just because I'm just over the current update going on because it's boring. But props to him on getting those done. He submitted a really cool photograph of them and showed his accommodations, and, and that's that's super cool, and I'm really happy for him that he got that done. But there is a large group of players, and it's growing every single day, of players who have no will to log into the game for a variety of reasons. And now you may say, well, Daver, how do you know this? Well, I'm going to tell you how I know this. There are statistics out there um, that you can get a good gauge of how a game is doing. Um, and one of these gauges, and one of the biggest gauges that I use, is stream uh, or steamcharts.com. Um, I also use the um, the gaming dashboard or the gaming browser of Twitch uh, to kind of see, you know, who's streaming, how many viewers they have, etc. cetera. Uh, but let's talk first about the hard data points. These are hard data points from Steam. Now, obviously, there is a player base that aren't on Steam. They're on Xbox. This game first started on Xbox. You know, this game is very popular on the Xbox. It's very popular for people playing on PC with the Xbox um, side of the game through the, the game bar and through the, the Xbox uh, subscription. But what we can take from this is this is analytics directly from Steam. 
Um, and it's it's something that's that's literally updating every hour of the day, and it gives you a good gauge of how players are doing. Um, obviously, you know, this this is only a part of the player base, but it, it sets us up for a trend that we can anticipate or we can guess. We can use an intelligent guess to say that if it's happening on Steam, um, you know, PC has the much better playing experience. It's most likely happening on Xbox as well. Um, and then we'll talk about kind of my in-game experience and, and why I say that. So Sea of Thieves, uh, the Steam charge, I, I just updated it. So it's fresh right now um with the with the data that i'm about to to read off to you uh so let's start with the launch the steam launch happened earlier this year june 2020 uh is when the steam launch um happened uh the peak players in june was 66,632 that was the peak of most players logged into sea of thieves at a given time um from the steam platform it averaged um, about half of that, just under half of that, 29,454.5 players. Um, on I don't know how you get a .5 player, but that's how math works. So 29,500 players averaged playing at any given time um, during the month of June. Now, that's significantly lower than the peak, but we can anticipate that, right? There's a hype. A lot of people got it. A lot of people logged in. People have lives, things like that. You know, you're not going to hold that peak all the time. Uh, you, you, that's why it's called a peak. You hit it and, you know, you may beat it another time, but it is what it is. Um, but that was June, right? So let's the big number here that we want to keep in mind is the average players. So that's the that's the population, if you will. The population of the game playing on Steam at any given moment, the average throughout the month, 29,500 people averaging play of, playing Sea of Thieves at any given point of the day during June. Let's take a look at July now. So one month after the Steam launched, right, we get monthly updates. So you would anticipate a new monthly update would come out, new content would be released, and we would see some sort of spike. Now, we also have to understand that, you know, Sea of Thieves hadn't been on Steam. It was a new game on Steam. It was hyped up on the Steam page. You know, we're, we're going to anticipate a lot more people got the game than are going to stay on the game. So we can guess that there was there's going to be a decrease in players from June to July. It's just going to happen, right? What we shouldn't see is as we go July, August, September, and now into October, what we shouldn't see is drastic declines. We're probably going to see declines. Um, it's just just given, right? You know, some players are going to play the game for a little bit of time, um, and they're, they're going to, you know, beat the storyline, and, and, you know, it is what it is. What we want to see, though, is we want to see it level out, right? We want to see the average player base eventually level out in what we want to call like the healthy player base. This is the game's healthy point. It'll spike up every so often with good updates or cosmetics or something, and it'll drop during a, a slow time. But we want to see that level out, and we want to see it at a healthy state where the seas are populated and healthy. So we were at June, 29,500 players on average at any given time on the seas. July, the average player is 21, almost 22,000. So 21,810. So just under 22,000 players. The peak was 59,000 players. So we're looking at a negative 26% 
um, growth. So the population of Sea of Thieves on average dropped 25% in a month. Now, what I, I didn't anticipate that big of a drop. And the reason I didn't anticipate that big of a drop is because Sea of Thieves does monthly content updates. Um, and what they do is they bring out something new or they fix something or, you know, they give you a decent amount of stuff every single month to, uh, to do. So I didn't foresee uh, a, a, a 25 26% decrease in average players in a month. I, I didn't anticipate that 10%. Okay. I could see that. But 26%, that is a massive amount of players that after a month of playing the game, we're done. We're done and out. We're done and out. Now, again, what we want to get to is we want to get to that level out healthy point where the servers are healthy, players, and, you know, uh, you know, we want to see a gain in players, right? We don't want to see decreases in players because if you see a game that's decreasing in players, that game is dying. That game is going out. That game has to do something to revitalize or it's gone. So you don't want to constantly see a decrease, but it will decrease for a bit after launch or, or you know, uh, eventually it'll start to see that decrease. Sea of Thieves is a two-year-old game, so we can anticipate the decrease, but we want to see that leveling out. What we don't want to see is month after month after month, large amounts of the players not playing because that means the game is dying. That means the game is going out of style. That means no one wants to play the game. So again, we had a 26% decrease from June to July in Steam players. Now we're into August. So another content update um, happened in August, and and now what happens? A number that I couldn't believe happens. 43.33% decrease in average players. We went from 29,500 in June to 21,800 average players in July, down to 12.3,000 average players in August with a peak of 29,000. Basically the peak, the peak in August was less than the average players in June. That is not good. 43% decrease in average players in a month. If a game like world of Warcraft or a subscription based game lost 43% of their subscribers in a month, someone's getting fired. The game is dying. Revenue is not coming in. And talks about shutdown are going to happen. If World of Warcraft, specifically, because I've been playing that a lot more, had a 43% dip in subscribers in a month, they're panicking. Because that's a lot of revenue. That's a lot of servers that they're now going to have to reach into their savings account to keep going. That's nearly half of a player base gone in a month. That is bad. September, so last month. Again, another content update, new content to play. We dropped another 21.66% average players. 22% rounded up average players. We are now down to a 9.6 thousand players at any given moment with a peak of 26.9. This month, 
So the last 30 days, because we can't really see October completely because it's only um, partway through October. But in the last 30 days, we've already seen a decrease. And we're not even all the way through the month. We've already seen a decrease of 10% of the player base. We are down to 8,770.5 average Steam players. Um, and, and the peak player base is, is still right around 20, 27,000. Will we see that drop? I'm going to say we probably will. And I'll tell you one of the reasons we're probably going to see that drop, even though it shouldn't. We are now on October. Today, when we're recording this and releasing this, it'll be October 19th. Sea of Thieves has yet to announce their October update. October is almost over. And they have yet to announce the October update. We don't have a date for the October update. We don't have a teaser for the October update. Unless you're an insider, you have no idea what might be coming. The last update, they added vaults. A cool feature that I talked in length about but was very disappointed in the execution. One, because it just didn't mesh with the times. It didn't mesh with the storyline. It didn't excite you at all about playing. And for PvP players like myself, there was nothing here. It made PvP even harder because now you're searching even more. The Emissary system is now six months in. It's on its sixth month now, or fifth, yeah, six months. And people aren't doing emissaries. Why? Because they already have the rewards. And it just marks you on the map for Reapers. An emissary system that was really cool is now basically dead. It's at least on life support and it needs jump started in a bad way. It's basically seems like it's been forgotten and now it's been put on the shelf. It was a cool release and now it's been put on the shelf of, oh, we're done with that. Moving on. And that's bad. That is bad. Um, October is obviously the home of Halloween. So we anticipate that at least some part of the October update is going to be a Halloween event. But again, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what cosmetics we're going to get. We don't know if there's going to be anything changing in the game. Hell, do we even know if there's going to be an October update? We're going to guess there probably is just because of Halloween. And that's a great opportunity for, for people to try to get people back into the game to get cosmetics and stuff. But after the uh, ancient vaults was released, so many players did like one or two vaults and they're like, really? I have to do a hundred of these damn things? That's absolutely mind numbing. I think I'm at 10 or 15 and I never want to do a vault again, ever. I never want to do them. In fact, I'm not picking up the gold anymore. If I do a vault, if I'm with a friend... Or if I'm with a crew, I'm not picking up the gold. I'm not picking up the trinkets. I'm not picking up the chest. I'm running in there. I'm twirly twirling the last, um, uh, the, the last lock. I'm seeing what options there are. And I'm guessing the first three until I get the chest open. I'm taking the chest of ancients and I'm leaving. If my friends want to get the chests out, if they want to get the medallions and put them in there, if they want, that's fine. I'm getting the chest and getting the hell out because it's the most mind-numbing, miserable experience trying to put that damn map together, figuring out where to dig your key, then take your key halfway around the world or 
maybe not, but usually halfway around the world to drop it on a little pedestal, to open a vault, which takes forever to even open the damn doors, just to sit there and do the same damn style of riddle that we've done time and time again in the tall tales and the shores of gold. It's absolutely mind numbing. It's leftover food that's already rotting that they've thrown back on the plate and saying, here, check it out. It's fun. It's great. It's awesome. No, it's awful. It stinks. It's pathetic. And that is why, since June and your Steam release, you have hemorrhaged 26% players in a month, 43% of players in a month, 22% of players in a month, and you're trending down 10% of players in this month. That is why, because your content is coming out lame, it is coming out boring, and it is coming out in a way where players don't want to do it for the entirety of the month, especially players who have all the other content in the past done. They don't want to do it. Let me give you an example of why I know this. Open up the Sea of Thieves uh, streaming uh, thing on Twitch. It wasn't even beating Destiny 2. Indie games like Risk of Rain 2 were beating Sea of Thieves during primetime USA. Risk of Rain 2. Not even a big streamer was streaming Risk of Rain 2. It was a, just a whole bunch of normal, like, indie or uh, uh, roguelike streamers streaming Risk of Rain 2 with their communities, and they were beating Sea of Thieves in viewership during prime time USA. That is sad. You have partnered streamers that have left your partner program due to toxicity and being harassed and being doxxed. You can find it on Twitter if you want to figure it out or look on Reddit, but it's happening. Then you've got streamers who are still playing Sea of Thieves that are on your partner program who, in all honesty, for the past week, I haven't been seeing them on Sea of Thieves. Burger Warrior playing another game. Bearded Guys Gaming playing another game. Kabobbles was playing Mario 64. Mason was playing Escape from Tarkov and other shooting games aside from Sea of Thieves. Your big content creators aren't even playing your game because right now it is in the worst state that it's been since I've started playing in this past year. It is boring. The seas are dead. If you are a PvP, PvP player, you've got to hop servers for hours on end just to find a little bit of spice. And most likely, once you find it, you're going to be chasing them for several hours. And by the time you need to go to bed, you may have sunk one ship. I just watched two of my favorite streamers playing Sea of Thieves, uh, Boxy Fresh and Beardageddon all morning. All morning, they have been server hopping and 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 server hopping. And I don't like server hopping. I don't like it. I think it hurts the servers. I think it's bad. But if you're a content creator and you need and you need content like that, that's what your community expects. You've got to do it. And they're hopping and hopping and they're not finding anyone. And they're having trouble because the game servers are in such a shit state right now. They can't even join on one of their community members that has a, a good server for them to play on. They can't. They keep getting some sort of beard and can't connect to it. I was playing in the arena a couple nights ago. I was invited uh, to play by Kubitai. I would pull my, I had 50 ping, normal East Coast everything. I would, I would pull my trigger on my gun. And it would be like, bang, pull the trigger, bang. I would slice my sword and not hit anything, even though the person standing in front of me. 
I would hold up block and they would just slice through my block. I would shoot my blunderbuss and not one shot them. People were jumping over my head behind me and shoot me with a blunderbuss and they weren't even aiming at me. Servers are in a horrible position. Content on the seas is boring. There is no one sailing, so therefore there's no PvP. Sea of Thieves is in a shit show right now. It is literally in the garbage can, and if Rare doesn't do something quickly, their game that is slated to be a 10-year game is not even going to last three. Actually, it'll last three. Probably won't last four. Definitely won't make five. Because if you're hemorrhaging 43% of your average players in a single month, and on either side of that month, it was over 20%, you are not living very long. Because that's less players buying ancient coins to supply your servers. That's less players buying emotes and everything else to supply your servers. And the less players on the seas mean more players will quit because they will sail around for eight hours and not see a damn boat. And now we've just talked about adventure. I mentioned arena in there a little bit, but we've just talked an adventure. Then you join in the cluster fuck that is the arena. And every lobby you get into is either one dead with no players in it. Or two, <clears throat> everyone just starts saying TDM, 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 TDM. No. If you want to freaking do one-on-one -on -one combat with people, go play Apex Legends, go play Counter-Strike, go play Overwatch, go play Paladins. Stop taking your 1v1 bullshit and bringing it into a game where it's both 1v1 and naval combat. If you have no intention, zero intention of going for silver and going for wins in the arena, then don't fucking queue for arena. Get the hell out. Because you're ruining it for everyone else and you're ruining the arena. And Rare, don't get me wrong, Rare, you have a, you have a cool arena system, right? But you are not catering to your player base. When you get into an arena queue and 90% of the players in there are just trying to do a 1v1 combat and the arena is not it's built there, but that's not how you win in the arena. That's not the, the model of how you play the arena. Build a damn TDM mode. Build one. The players will come. The players will play it. It is your fault as the developers to not have an option to allow these players to play the style of arena play that they want. And it's not something new. It's been going around for a while and you are not developing a product for them to play, which ruins the ability for other people to play the product you have already made and that they enjoy. It is Rare's failure as a development company right now that their game is going in the tank. And it pains me to say that because I love the story. I love what they've built. Being able to sail the seas and fight the Megalodon and fight skeletal bosses and the story that they're developing with Flameheart and the Reaper's hideout and how much stuff is cloaked in mystery in that game. And the Shores of Gold, which is absolutely beautiful. The beauty of this game at the sunset or sunrise or when you're just sailing 
just look around and be in awe by the absolute beauty of this game. But is being dumpstered by the development team or the creative side of Sea of Thieves at Rare, who isn't able to create content that's exciting, that's interesting, and that keeps players coming back. They'll come back for a while, but not very long. A lot of players today have a very short attention span, and Sea of Thieves is not built for a short attention span. Give them something that's built for a short attention span. Give them TDM arenas. That's for a short attention span, 1v1 combat. Give players something that keeps them hanging on because you're hemorrhaging 26% in a month, 43% in a month, 22% in a month, and now trending to be over 10% player base loss from Steam in a month. As of an hour ago, there were 7,251 players playing C of Thieves on Steam. So if we double that, 14,400 players. Seems like a lot of people. It's not. It's not. Not when you're talking at peak times. 66,632, double that. 120, 130, maybe even 150,000 people with Xbox. Yeah. Big difference between that and 14, 15,000 people. 100,000. Again, these are just numbers I'm speculating. I'm doubling the Steam numbers because that's what I kind of assumed, you know, Xbox would add would be twice what Steam has. But you're talking over 100,000 players. 100,000 players. That's a, that's, a, that's a city. That's a city full of people that are no longer playing your game. bad and it's all on rare it's all on rare they can't figure out how to get their server stable they can't figure out how to keep interesting exciting and engaging content on their platform they don't have a consistent release schedule i'm sitting here looking on my monitor at the world of warcraft launching screen Two days ago, uh, uh, a thing popped up that says, we'll be performing maintenance on Tuesday. It's expected to be down for an hour. Here's the time. When's the last time we saw something like that from Rare? Just an hour reset of the servers. And I promise you, if it was anything like last week, that happens every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, every Tuesday on WoW. We've never seen that with Rare. They turn on their servers for the new update and they let them run. And by the end of the and by the end of the update, they're garbage. A simple 30 minute to an hour downtime every week to reset the servers would go a long way. A long way to make their game even halfway playable. You know how bad their hit registration is already bad. You add server performance to that and it's unplayable. The game is unplayable when you when you take hit registration and you add it to server performance. Un 
playable. What are you going to do? Just sail around? Oh, yay, I'm, I'm bouncing off the waves. I guess if you enjoy that. I'm sure not fighting skeletons. I'm not fighting bosses. I'm not fighting other players with hit registration and server stability crap. It's not happening. It's not happening. So I'm anxious to see what they do here in October. Obviously, they've, uh, they've hemorrhaged a lot of players since June. Um, I'm going to guess that we're going to get a lackluster Halloween update with some interesting cosmetics to unlock, but nothing crazy. For the rest of the year, I don't anticipate any updates that are going to bring players back. And that's unfortunate because this is a game that I've said time and time again is a good game and could be a great game. It's a game that is beautiful. This is a game that offers so many possibilities of things to do. But if they don't keep you interested in things to do, why play it? Why play it? There will always be a core group of players that want to play it to have fun with, you know, their significant other, like I mentioned, or, you know, some of their friends. Or maybe they just want to go do some Noah's Ark and uh, transport some piggies around. Maybe that's true. But for your core player base, that's where your bread and butter is. That's where your money is. That's where that's the people who buy the ancient coins for the cosmetics. If we have no reason to play, we're not excited to play, and the play the playing of the game doesn't keep us interested for a long period of time, why buy cosmetics? Why buy them? Who are we going to show them off to? Clearly your streamers aren't streaming it. Your partnered streamers aren't streaming it. Why should small content creators stream it? Maybe to get the views that the other folks have. Those guys have those guys and gals have established communities. Doesn't they? They could play. They could p- play Hello Kitty Adventures, and their community would be there. You might grab a couple of them just because those are the folks that are are playing. Uh, th- those are the folks that watch just for Sea of Thieves. I guess that's one reason to stream it. And that's your advertisement. That's Streaming is free advertisement for Rare. They can't even keep their partnered streamers engaged. The folks that get gift packages from Rare get to play in their little um, special tournaments. Those folks aren't even streaming it right now. Your free advertising is walking out the door. It's walking out the door. So I don't, I I had a podcast, you know, episode, uh, a couple episodes ago that I talked about some interesting ideas that they could do. Um, but th- th- it has to do something. They have to inject this game with some sort of adrenaline because right now it's lame. It is boring. If you're on an NAL team, it's exciting. Why? Because you've got other like-minded players that you're doing battle in the appropriate way in the the arena. That's amazing. You're having a good time, but for a lot of us, that's not the case. I love watching the NAL, but I'll play World of Warcraft while I watch it on another monitor. You've got a lot of folks who, you know, like I said, they, they're, they're completionists. I'm a completionist, but 
I'm not going to sit here and waste time just to complete something because I'm trying to complete it because it's a game that I'm going to play for a long time. And it's a game that those, those achievements and those things that I get, I can show off at this point right now, only, you know, seven, eight months since I started playing this game. I can't foresee myself playing Sea of Thieves much longer. I don't know. Just depends what Rare does. It's a great game. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to walk away from it. But that's that's where they're driving players right now. And if I go onto servers and the servers are dead and I sail around not stopping anywhere for eight hours and I don't see another damn ship, your your game is dead. And that's pretty much how it's been for the past week, week and a half. And like I said, my other issues are the the arena, which again, I still need to get my my accommodations done in the arena. I love the arena. I have a lot of fun in the arena. But I'm not going to play in the arena when 90% of the people I run into are just TDM, 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 TDM. It's like the damn seagulls from from Finding Nemo. No, get the hell out. Go play Fortnite. So I'm anxious to see what the October update is. I'm anxious to see where we go from from here. I hope it's upward. I truly hope it's upward. As someone who does a weekly Sea of Thieves podcast, I really hope it goes upward. Or the 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 li- the the life expectancy of a Sea of Thieves podcast, from what I've heard from a lot of people, is shorter than how many episodes I'm already in. Um, on this this uh, podcast, and if the game keeps tanking into the dumpster like it is right now, sure, I'll have a lot of content to yell about for the next couple of months. But eventually, it's gonna dry up, and I'm not gonna have anything left to yell out about. Uh, about. So we'll see. I like doing this podcast. I've got uh, because I've started doing this podcast, and because a lot of people have reached out to me and they say they like it, and I keep watching every single week. The downloads go up and up and up. I've got some more ideas for some other podcasts that are not gaming related uh, that I'm kind of working on. So you guys have, I, I appreciate your guys' support and I appreciate your guys' um, love and, and sending me tweets and DMs and stuff when, when you have something to engage with on this. And I hope you enjoyed the Reddit uh, episode of last week. Um, but I, I'm glad I started this. It get, allows me to get a lot of things off my chest about Sea of Thieves, and I hope for a lot of you out there who enjoy Sea of Thieves or are players of Thea's Sea of Thieves and you just like to listen to other people's perspectives or, or the news about Sea of Thieves, I hope this is a, a nice addition to your week every week, listening to me rant or, or praise or whatever the case may be. But I, I truly hope they, they figure something out. Um, I'll, I will... Uh, end with one last interesting thing um, that I think they should do with the game. If you want to check out my other interesting ideas, you can check out, uh, I don't remember what episode it was. It was an episode or two. I think it was two episodes ago or so. Um, I talked about um, the interesting things that I thought uh, could be done into the game that would make the game more interesting. So the last one that I want to talk about, and again, this is because I've been playing World of Warcraft for the past two weeks. They need to revamp every boss in the game. Every boss, from the Duchess and the Helmsman 
to the two-headed scoundrel, to the gold hoarder, to all the ashen winds, they need to revamp the bosses. Every boss should have its own, to, to Briggsy, Grey Marrow, all of them, every boss should have its own unique abilities, mechanics, and attacks. They should not all be shared. Now, they're not all shared. The Ashen Wind Lords have something that's a little different than the other ones, but the Gold Hoarder, Briggsy, and the Fort bosses are all the same along with Grey Marrow. And the Ashen Wind Lords have roughly the same moveset, but it's a little bit different. They need to all be revamped. All revamped. They need, Rare needs to look at the world of MMOs. They need to look at the world of MMOs. And they need to start understanding that even though they have an open world sandbox game, an end game, and I put that in the biggest air quotes I can, needs to be established. Things that can challenge players that give them something to do when there's nothing else to do. Maybe they can institute heroic, mythic, legendary. I don't care what you call them. There's plenty of terms out there. Notorious. Forts, which are harder. The skeletons are harder. They aim better. They're smarter. They have a better AI. The bosses have different mechanics that you've got to be aware of. If you die, maybe, maybe one could be called the hellish fort. If you die, you're done. That is, if your entire party dies. If you get the res off, you're good. But if your entire party dies, you're done. Your boat sunk and you have to respawn. Give them something challenging. I'm a tiered system. Make them harder. They can change the skull look in the sky so people can avoid the hellish forts if they want. But the fact that all these, these skeletons have a pistol, they've got a sword, they've got the blunderbuss, they've got the ground slam, they've got the teleport. For the Ashen Wind folks, they've got the mist, they've got the rain from the sky, They've got the fire breath. There's so many more things they could do. Summon more. Oh, and the summoning of skeletons. But I think they should really revamp all the bosses. Make them more interesting. Give them each some sort of unique characteristic. Because right now, aside from a skin, they're all the same. Sorry, aside from the skin and what they say, they're all the same. And considering the organization that, uh, or the community that I'm part of, the Cutthroat Pirates, we've got, we've got achievements for beating the fort solo, beating the fort with only kegs, beating the fort with sword only. But if we're creating these challenges, why can't the game create the challenges? If we're creating the challenges to make things more interesting, that's us, the players, doing the job of Rare. And that shouldn't be how it is. Rare should be stepping up the game, and then we step it up from there, and they step it up. It should be, in an open box world, we should always be trying to one-up each other. The players creating something, and Rare creating something that tops it. Look at Minecraft. 
Look at Minecraft. Minecraft does something. The, the developers Mojang, they do something. And the players figure out a way to step that particular feature to the next level. And then Mojang will release something else. And then the players take that and they step it up to the next level. And then Mojang released something else. And then the players take that and step it up to the next level. If you don't believe me, if you think Minecraft is a simple, stupid child's game, I challenge you to go on YouTube right now. Go to a gentleman that I watch all the time. His name is Tango Tech. He plays on Hermitcraft, and I want you to look and see the dungeon he made in Hermitcraft Season 7, which is currently going on right now, and it's called Decked Out. If you believe that Minecraft is an easy children's game, think again. What that man did, taking a concept of a board game called Clank, and implementing it with the features that Mojang gave them into the game to create a challenging, amazing, interactive dungeon that other adults go through and, ch and have hard times getting through them. Rare needs to look at what Mojang does with Minecraft and use this. Maybe they need to swap some staff members. I don't know. They're both Microsoft companies. But but Rare needs to take a little, a little trip across the channel and visit Mojang and figure out how do they take a game that looks like digital Legos that was designed for children and step it up, and they only they do their updates usually one big update a year. Freaking Rare is doing monthly content updates. How can you not figure this shit out? Literally, Mojang puts out a big update to Minecraft each year, and players play on that thing for an entire year and still haven't figured out all the ins and outs of it. Rare puts out an update every month, and the most of the player base has it fucking figured out in a day. They're both open-world sandbox games where the player's imagination is the only limitation. The problem is Rare does not have an imagination right now, and they're not coming up with new, exciting, interesting things. They need to go talk to Mojang and figure out how they do it with Minecraft. They need to reach out to the community members on Reddit, and they need to reach out to their streamers and say, why aren't you playing our game? What do we need to do? What are your ideas? No, not all the ideas are going to be great. Not all the ideas are going to be good. Hell, most of the ideas are going to be dog shit. But if you get one halfway decent idea out of a hundred, that's better than what Rare has right now. And it's community driven. Rare can't even handle the toxicity Rare can't even handle the people that don't belong in this community. They don't deserve to be in the community. Hell, they don't even deserve to, to, to be in civilization because they can't treat other people like human beings. Rare can't even deal with them. Rare can't even deal with their partnered streamers getting harassed and threatened by other players. They really need to figure their shit out. I don't know if it's a staffing issue. I'm going to tell you right now, if they say it's a COVID issue, it's bullshit. 
because there are a lot of companies succeeding right now with all employees working from home. I used to work from home full time. I'm working from home right now full time, just dominating numbers in a, in, in a software company. Managing software development. And Rare can't do that. And they make a shit ton more money than I do now or have ever made. So they need to figure it out. But a good place to start? Revamp your bosses. Bring out a new boss that's challenging. Bring out a new boss that people can't figure out how to beat within a week. That would be my challenge to Rare. Develop a boss that your player base cannot figure out how to beat for at least a week. Because that boss is going to challenge some players for a month or longer. But unfortunately, since all the bosses are the exact same, players know how to beat them. So they're not challenging. Even the Ash and Wind guys, they take a little longer. They had a couple new abilities, but hell, we killed them in the first day. If World of Warcraft came out with an expansion, and the end boss for that expansion was beaten in the day, World of Warcraft would have died a long time ago. World of Warcraft designs dungeons and raid bosses and, and, and bosses and encounters. Usually it's a couple weeks before the top people get them dead. Now, again, there's gear farming and stuff like that 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 game has that Sea of Thieves doesn't. That's why I'm saying. Build a boss that players have trouble beating for a week. And you're on to something. And you're on to something. But guys, that's enough for me ranting for this week. I know it was a little shorter episode, but that's fine. That's fine. If you would like to hang out in stream chat, you can catch me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes we play Sea of Thieves. We used to play it all the time. But more recently, we've been playing a little more World of Warcraft, still doing a lot of PvP, having a good time in the pre-patch leading up to the Shadowlands. You can also check me out on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, Davram TV, and all those. If you would like to support the broadcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV, or you can subscribe using your Amazon Prime um, through Twitch at twitch.tv slash TV, or you can do a normal subscription. You can also go over and drop a tip of cold, hard cash at TV, which is my website. Guys, please hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter or in the stream. Tell me how you're currently feeling about Sea of Thieves. Tell me what you wish Rare would do to save the game, to better the game. Because numbers don't lie. 26%, 43%, 22%, and now averaging over 10% this month in lost players. Because their content is lame, it is boring, and it is stagnant. So tell me, what would you like to see Rare do? How can they bring back the love for the game that we all enjoy together? Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.